This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. We report on the biblical counseling movement around the world. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. You can learn more about BC Worldwide on our website at bcworldwide.org. There you can read articles and listen to podcasts that tell the story of God's grace through biblical counseling. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BC Worldwide. Today, we highlight another story of OIC. In 2006, OIC began with a vision to glorify God through the spiritual strengthening of believers and churches around the world with a commitment to provide quality training in biblical counseling so that international leaders are equipped to faithfully carry on the practice of training believers to be compassionate, humble, and wise biblical counselors. Today, we have the distinct privilege of hearing more about the story of OIC from its founder, Wayne Vanderweer. Wayne, uh, you and I have been having a good time just hanging out with each other, and uh, we talk often and have uh, wonderful conversations, and certainly I was introduced to you years ago, and and, uh, we talk about that in the first podcast I think you and I did together. And um, but from a from a formal aspect, uh, you and I were introduced in 2013 when I accompanied you and Susie to the beautiful country of Egypt, yes. and uh, where I was able to have a McDonald's quarter pounder with a military tank outside. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that That's that new. right there. I mean that made my trip right there. No, um, so that was new. Yep. <laughs> so, so we we flew out to Cairo. We went up the desert road. We we had a wonderful time teaching in Alexandria, and I had the privilege of for the first time uh, being introduced on the field with the students to the academic programs yeah. that uh, got started with OIC. So. We talked about our CLTs, church leadership training. We've talked about how OIC got started in the first place. And so, but here's another aspect. And and, um, if I remember correctly, I don't know if I remember, I don't remember everything well, uh, but I'm, I'm thinking that I'm remembering correctly that this was not necessarily an initial plan. Uh, The CLTs really were, that was the main force uh, of what OIC was going to do. That's true. And the graduate program, but still came into being. So how did, how did that come about? Yeah, it's really a great story. And uh, thanks for asking. It was not, you're right, not at all part of the initial plan. But when we started, um, you recognize you know, how, how new mission boards are. Uh, there's a lot of things about brand new mission boards. First of all, it was just me and Susie. Secondly, we had almost no support. Third, we had no, no clue what we were doing or how we were going to do it. We just knew that pastors around the world needed to be helped. And what, I had a friend now in heaven, a man who was working with a U.S.-based theological school that did its training primarily in the Middle East mm. and most notably at that time in Egypt. So in the curriculum of that school, there was a course called So this is a Master of Arts in Biblical Studies program, and there's one course in the Biblical Studies program called Issues in Counseling. Hmm. Well, that's a good thing for pastors to study, no question about that. Um, But the president of the school at that time, a man of Egyptian background, um, said to my friend who was in North Carolina, 
who was, by the way, the vice president of this theological school, hey, um, who do you know that could teach a class on counseling? And my friend said, I have a friend who just started a ministry to teach pastors internationally about biblical counseling. I'd be glad to ask him. So desperate because they were, I was asked <laughs> to go to Egypt to teach a course called Issues in Counseling. Well, I'm assuming, as I always do, that when I'm going to do something like that, these precious believer friends, these church leaders have no clue what we mean by the phrase biblical counseling. And they probably think it's just like counseling, you know, and then you start with a prayer and use a Bible verse and it's secular counseling with a little bit of religiosity thrown in. So I thought probably what I should do is to, in essence, teach them not quote issues in counseling, but teach them an introduction to biblical counseling kind of a course to give them the biblical um, sufficiency argument to give them the basic philosophy of how we proceed. So that's what I determined to do. Well, this, <laughs> this precious president, um, very suspicious. By the way, a, very, a guy very in tune to good biblical theology and therefore very suspicious of anybody he didn't know. And he didn't know me. I was the friend of his friend. Hmm decided that what he would do, even though he had not resided in Egypt for 40 years, hmm. he decided he was going to assign himself to be my interpreter in the class. Now, that was an issue for a couple of reasons. One is, truthfully, uh, languages are, as cultures are, dynamic. Languages change over time. So truthfully, having not lived there for 40 years, his Egyptian was not really up to snuff in the way that it could have been or should have been. He was often corrected for the way that he said things by the students. Um, but it was also true and pretty evident to me pretty early that what he was really there to do was to spy on me, okay. to see whether or not what I was going to be saying was reflecting good biblical theology, which was his great concern. So I started the course, and there we go, and it was an absolute war um, because all of the, by the way, 65 students, eight of them medical doctors, and an absolute war because there had never been before in Egypt such a biblical sufficiency-based discussion of the issue of people helping, hmm. counseling. And so here, what I'm doing, and, and these folks are reacting, oh man, Andrew, they would literally stand up and start yelling at me. In, at one time, Susie actually had our little, she was filming a little, had her little iPhone in her hand and she was scanning across the room. I said something. And at that moment, 10 guys stand up simultaneously and start yelling at me. <laughs> and you can see on the, on the video, there's kind of a jerk, like, whoa, she's, she, you know, like, what just, what just happened here? Now, did anyone get on the desk? And so, <laughs> what's that? Anybody get on the desk? No, nobody got that high, oh, okay. no. Right. But they were definitely standing up screaming. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and so I, I, I said, okay, okay, uh, please, please, just uh, let me tell you something funny. This will make you laugh. Um, I know this is culturally appropriate for you to do this kind of thing. Let me tell you what we do in America. You'll laugh out loud. Ready for this? When a student has a comment or a question, they actually raise their hand 
and then they wait for the professor to acknowledge them, which, by the way, he can or cannot do at his discretion. Mm -hmm. um, and they did laugh out loud, like, what a stupid culture you must have. I agree. Anyway, <laughs> so the president on about the third day turned to me and he said, Wayne, I want to talk to the guys. Can I talk to the guys? And I thought, well, he's the president. Of course he can. Yeah. But I said to him, okay, lunch is coming. So at lunch, I want you to tell me what you say to them, because he's going to talk to them in Egyptian, obviously. And he started talking. Man, he was going after him. He was just yelling, pointing his finger, pointing at me, pointing at them, pointing at me. And I'm thinking, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> anyway, we get to lunch. I said, okay, what was that? And he said, here's what I said to him. You guys are being disrespectful to this professor. He's come a long way. He's telling you the truth of what the Bible says, and you are acting in a terrible way toward him. You need to listen to what he has to say. I thought, okay, well. Now, wasn't he against you? He, <laughs> he probably was when we, we began, but by yeah. this time, he's right on board. Yeah, that's great. Because he recognizes this has everything to, you know, your, your counseling is only as good as your theology. This has everything to do with uh, using the Bible, using it correctly, blah, blah, blah. Man, he, now he's a fan after three days. <laughs> On the fifth day, he turns to me at, after class and he said, you know, Wayne, what we need in Egypt is a master's degree in biblical counseling. Hmm. Can you do that? And I said, well, if you're asking do I have, you know, the skill set that would allow me to create a curriculum? And the answer is yes, I can do that. One of my master's degrees is actually in education. So I can do that. Yes. What are you thinking? And he said, well, the vice president for academics, my friend, he said, the vice president is here now. And so what you could do is you could create something and we could show them what you have tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so okay. you sh you showed yeah. up. You're going to teach one class, and now you're at the end of the week, and you're setting up an entire master's program for the school. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I just want to I just want to get that straight. So. Yep. So that one class turned into the creation of a MABC program. Okay. Which the school then adopted, and two years later, in September of 2009. Um, we began uh, our first biblical counseling master's degree program in Egypt. Well, that school also has uh, divisions in Jordan and in Lebanon. So two years later in 2011, we started an MABC in Jordan, in, um, I'm sorry, in Lebanon. That was a wonderful program mm -hmm. and uh, really God used that in great ways. And what happened was I was in the Philippines and we were doing a CLT. Some of the folks at the, um, I'm, I'm sorry, um, I was someplace else, maybe in Russia. That's where it was. I was in Russia doing a CLT. And some of the folks there heard about what we were doing in Egypt. And they said, hey, um, would you t come and talk to us in Ukraine at Kiev Theological Seminary in Kiev, Ukraine, the capital? Would you come and talk to us about uh, MABC? Uh, in our school. And so I did that probably in 2010, 2011, we were starting another. In fact, the MABC in Lebanon and the MABC in 
Ukraine started in sequential months, one in September, one in October. So we're launching two brand new uh, MABCs in two very disparate countries. A little bit later, I'm giving a report in the Philippines to one of our churches, and I'm talking about this. There were people there from a seminary in Iloilo, Dome Baptist Seminary, and they came to me and said, you need to come to Iloilo. I don't even know where that is, of course, at that point, right? You need to come to Iloilo and talk to the leadership at Dome Baptist Seminary. And uh, so I did, and long story short, 2014, we started a 14 or 15, 16, I'm not sure when. We started a, another MABC, and you know some of the rest. It's yeah. been just pretty remarkable the way that God has opened the doors for these programs. You, of course, were then not only a professor in the MABC program in Egypt, that's where we first spent time and hung out. That's right. Uh, and, but beyond that, um, you then later, um, in, in your role as a pastor for discipleship and soul care at a local church, we asked you if you would become the director of the academic programs. Yeah. Uh, for your first work with OIC was adjunct professor, and then director of academic programs uh, for OIC. And then that has just continued to expand. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, it's amazing how the Lord starts things. I I think, uh, again, often what we talk about here is um, uh, God's gracious stories. And uh, and so this is certainly one of them. And uh, and so we, yeah, I mean, we have, uh, so NTCGS, that's, that's the school that's overseeing Egypt and Jordan and Lebanon and now Kenya and, uh, and then Kiev Theological Seminary in Ukraine. How many, and, and we've graduated a few, uh, we've had a few graduations through them. How many have there's we There's actually had? been four, yeah, there's been yeah. four cohorts that have um, been held and graduated. We're on yeah. cohort number five right now, and cohort six begins in September, Lord willing. Yeah, and a number of the students have gone on and, and started biblical counseling ministries, one in their own churches as pastors. Yes. They're doing it themselves. They're equipping others to do it. They're strengthening their own churches. And then some are going around their regions uh, yes. and going all over the place, helping pastors uh, in that area. And, um, and then we even have some that have gone on from the program and, did, and furthered their education. Yes. And uh, and I know some have gone on and, and uh, are working through doctoral studies right now and and so on and then uh, so then Don Baptist Seminary in Iloilo Philippines and then more recently the Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Manila and yes. then uh, yeah. uh, uh-huh. and a few others we're yeah. we're, we're talking with uh, and yeah. so it, it's exciting to be a part of it that's for sure and to see what the Lord is doing uh, with these students oh and they're they're just yeah. precious students. And, yep. and we have, um, and these schools are all uh, listed on our website, discoveroic.org, in the resource section. Uh, there's just a section in, um, called Biblical Counseling Friendly Schools. And so in there are a number of the schools in the United States, but then also the schools we've been working with overseas. But I, I do want to piggyback on something you said. You, you, you mentioned the fact that when we went to Egypt, that that was at least uh, a place where we hung out um, and hung out, you know, doing the ministry together in an official, formal uh, capacity. But, uh, yes. you know, you use, you purposely use the word hang out yes, because this became an issue with us, right? 
Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't remember if we've talked about this before on BC Worldwide. I don't know I'm if you remember sure. or not. Um, but, uh, you know, long story short is you had no clue what it meant. We were in the little uh, transport that we had heading back from um, just west of Alexandria. Yeah. The uh, classes are held there in a beautiful conference center. Uh, but it's about a four-hour ride up and down the desert road between Alexandria and Cairo. We were on the way back to yeah. Cairo, getting ready to head to home. And you and I were just chatting. And you said, in your in your Central California raised kind of way, <laughs> we should just hang out sometime. Sure. I had no, no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and I looked at you quizzically and you said, you know, hang out. And I said, no, I don't know what that means. What's our agenda? What are we going to talk about? What's the plan? Oh, and yeah. Said, no, no, not, not a plan, not an agenda. Just hang out. Yeah. I could not get my mind around that. I know. I tell you, man. Yep. <laughs> just to just to actually just be with one another. No agenda. Talking about whatever. <laughs> Uh, getting to know each other. I mean, yeah. And so, and I think we actually, after that, then I think you came down to uh, where I was at the time in Carmel, Indiana, and uh, we went out, had big old burgers, and, uh, and we hung and out. We hung out, and then we we walked the trail and and just talked yep. and got to know each other, and uh, yep. and here we are, still doing yep. it. Yep, and I have learned my, my education has been enhanced. Yeah, buddy. That's and, awesome. And, and my life has been enhanced by hanging out with you. Oh. Thank you. Oh, well, you're very kind, and it's, it's certainly mutual. This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. You can learn more about the biblical counseling movement around the world at bcworldwide.org. If you'd like to know more about the ministry of OIC, go to our website, discoveroic.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to receive regular updates on God's grace through biblical counseling, please sign up to be an OIC insider by clicking the pray button on our website. Lastly, will you consider giving, giving to the efforts of OIC to train biblical counseling trainers around the world? If so, you can give electronically through our website by clicking the Give button. Well, I'll share with you more about God's grace next time at BC Worldwide.